You want to get high, man? Let's stimulate your mind. Get up, Chucky! What have we got here? Fucking comedian. <laughs> Rojan Kim. Hello and welcome to the Virgin Timcast. Thank you for tuning yes. in oh, this shit. Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday. It's Wednesday, April 22nd, 2020. You're listening to the Rojan Timcast. Um, thank you for listening to the Rojan Timcast. Thank you for tuning in. What a day. What a day. Um, it was Earth Day, 420. There was an earthquake. It is Earth Day. It was 420. It's 422. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I'm confusing anybody. Okay, let me start over. Hello, and welcome to the Rojan Kimcast. It's, um, well, you know, it's the April, it's April 22nd. God, okay, it's April 22nd, Wednesday. Still in lockdown, quarantine time. We're still here. Still divided as a country. Are we? I don't know. Are we? I don't know. I'm divided with myself, so I guess it's hard to... I can see that the country's divided in that case. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's the country... If the country's a reflection of me, then yes, it is truly divided. Just like the Korean and American side, right? The, the gay and the straight side. <laughs> um, and the trans and cis side. All those sides. Yin and yang. Fighting. Working. Uh, swirling. Together. We're all, everything is us. We are everything, you know, right? Isn't that the whole thing? Like, we're all made of star stuff, right? We're all made of star stuff, guys. Uh, but then again, if you think about it, so is Hitler, right? Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know what any of this means. Okay, here's what I do know. I do know that um, in any crisis for a country, the way out of it is probably unity, right? I think that's... Um, just seems like one of those weird givens. It's a given. Is that a given? Is that too much? Is that? Do you think that that's like, like you know, maybe that's just like just some countries, but not America because we're so awesome, you know? Because there used to be a saying called "You can't have guns and butter." Right? A little phrase: "You can't have guns and butter." Just means that you know it's expensive to have a war and a thriving economy at the same time. However. The United States said, hold on, hold my beer, hold my beer, right? Basically, it was just like, oh, yeah, watch this. And for the past 40-some-odd years, since we went off the gold standard, you know, since Vietnam, since, well, really since the 50s, since the Korean War with the military-industrial complex, which proved to be too expensive 20 years later so that they said, you know what, let's just start making money instead of hooking it up to something like gold. And then, uh, yeah, it's been another, we were able to do that for another, what, 45 years, 45 years, here, here now. Some people have been saying that the system is going to collapse. Some people have been saying that it's a bubble, big old bubble out there. And that's what's going on, you know, and it's like, and other people are like, no, everything is fine. It's just the pandemic, bro. The pandemic is the reason why everything is collapsing and other people are like no 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 the whole thing was set to collapse anyways because that's what the 2008 financial collapse was and you know we just kind of we didn't really fix stuff and other people are like yeah we did so who knows i don't i don't know i don't really know i don't know yeah all i do know is that unity 
seems to me a common thing across many situations of many countries uh, of um, just the strategy that's necessary to get through something. You know what I mean? I think it's hard-pressed for a group of people to get through some kind of, like, crisis without having to work together. Doesn't that just seem... It just seems retarded that I'm actually saying that. It just seems absolutely... Like, that I have to actually spell this out. and be like, you see, to overcome an obstacle, sometimes you have to work... It's like a goddamn... um, It's like some kind of fucking story where I was like, I don't know. It's like you pit two teams against each other and then there's like a, you have to go up and ring a bell or get a golden ax or some shit, but the other side has a ladder and then both teams realize that they have to work together to get the ax up the bell or whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? Mixing metaphors or examples. All I'm talking about is like, it's just those cliche stories where you know, a wise man pits two young kids against each other, and then the whole object of the thing is that they have to work together. It's a common, like, storyline for cartoons. You know, it's a common thing for kids to to learn, at least from cartoons, <laughs> but not in real life, that we should put our differences aside and work together to face the bigger threat or whatever it is. Threats are usually the most, um, I don't know, like, it's just, like, the most obvious thing. I feel like anything that's threatening you, like, shouldn't we do it? Anyway, so maybe in that way, the conspiracy people the conspiracy people have a point. Maybe it's not that big of a threat. I don't know. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Here's what I know. You can't have guns and butter. And you can't get through things without unity. But you know what? It seems like the good old USA has said, you know what? We're going to have guns, butter, and tribalism. Boom. Guns, butter, politics. We don't give a fuck. Guns, butter, politics. We don't care. We don't care. We're better than Rome. We're better than every empire ever. We're going to bring Afghanistan to its knees. No one's ever done it. Since the time of Alexander, right? We're going to fucking do it. USA. USA. Right? Um, are we? I don't know. Do we do it? We're going to fucking run our money off uh, no gold. Just print it. No other... Every other empire has collapsed from doing that. Not us. We're going to fucking do it. Every empire has collapsed because they tried to have guns and butter. We're going to have guns and butter and a pandemic. And we're going to be all fucking political in between. We're going to have Democrats, Republicans, pandemic, guns, butter. Meanwhile, Democrats and Republicans are all for um, guns, you know, just war and arms dealing and all of that they're they're both sides there's the the binary that you know that i've been railing about you know they just okay it just all right you guys don't you guys know all about that i just feel like you know we're coming to a point where we may not have a choice you know like where we have to unify or or die and not necessarily because of the pandemic because i think the data is still it's still coming in you know it's clearly not you know, fucking Captain Trips from the stand. It's just wiping people out. You know what I mean? It's clearly not the plague, the Black Plague. It just wiped out like a third of humanity or something. You know, like the numbers were huge. Like it's not, it's not like that. So good, thankfully, great. You know, it's clearly affecting older people, people with pre-existing conditions. It's not affecting kids. You know, it's not. So, you know, those things make the virus 
not as dangerous as uh, another virus might, right? You can imagine a more dangerous virus, but this isn't it. However, um, we just don't know. We don't know because we don't have, we're not doing the testing. I mean, there's, there are studies coming out showing that when you do antibody tests, it's possible that people may have had it for a while. Something like 50 times the amount of cases, remember? Like, so we just don't know. So the thing is, what we soon have to start thinking about is like, what about the effects of what we've been doing for the past two months? What about the effects of that? What about the effects of like the one in five restaurants being gone? What about the effects, you know, no businesses being able to pay the workers, people being out of work, no health care, health care being uh, assigned to work. You know all this stuff. You know what I'm talking about. We're saying push might come to shove and the time for all the squabbling might be over. Or will it? I don't know. Will it just fucking unleash the floodgates of cash onto us too? Maybe they'll be like, this will fucking calm the peasants down. Or will they just fly away on their spaceships while we burn the whole thing down? Who knows, guys? Who knows? And that's what we're in for. We are st- we are in the front seats. Uh, we're in the front seat to either one of the best shows in the world or the worst shows, depending on your perspective, or or a boring show. That's the other thing. It could be completely boring. We could have done enough to keep this going for another hundred years. Right, and then the spectacular collapse would be one for the ages, but most of us won't be around to see it. You know, that's possible too. I don't, I don't know, I don't know. But what I do know is like, um, does seem to be an unprecedented time. Right, the oil thing, the fucking all this going on. Um, it's unprecedented also because you know, despite the fact that there is no unity in our country, uh, there is unity in the, in the streets of L.A. In my neighborhood, in fact, and and I just want to talk about how 8 p.m. Every day, every night at 8 p.m., the entire neighborhood claps, hoots, hollers, goes into a rounding uh, display of applause. A lot of hooting, hollering, woo, yay, and then people start screaming, thank you, thank you, because they're applauding the essential workers. Now, you're probably going, come on, well, that's nice. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? I mean, come on, the essential workers are essential. They're out there. They're doing the deliveries. They're delivering our food. They're in the drugstores. They're doing the things. They're serving us, and we're grateful, so thank you. And clappity clap, clap, clap. You know, I got to say, I think clapping is just not helpful, just like for stand-up comedy. You know, clapping is not helpful (laughs) you know i mean it doesn't help the essential workers how does that help them i mean them being paid more would be great tipping them a lot more would be great um anything else really besides i mean i guess the recognition thank you thank you and the one thing about la is is that it is the kind of town where attention um how to put it approval you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm a fucking trying to be a comic. Uh, you know, just the fucking attention-seeking behavior, approval from the others, whatever. That's just like a, a form of currency. I'm living in a neighborhood filled with screenwriters and actors. I'm sure of it. And they think that if they were playing the role or writing the role of a delivery person, they would love to hear the applause. Or at least they would love the applause for the screenplay they are writing about the heroic Amazon delivery guy. 
they would love to hear the thunderous applause, yeah, hoots and hollers, the adoration of just the idolization, like you're a genius and so great, and they they think that that is amazing. Mostly because a lot of them are pretty well off, like you know they're okay comfortably, they're not that hungry, so they can think about like you know what would be really great is applause. That's something I've never had. Meanwhile, the Amazon delivery driver is like, hey, I might not uh, have a place to live in a couple weeks if I don't make x amount of money you know what i mean like it's it's a very different equation you know and they're kind of meaning you know there's i'm this is a weird neighborhood i'm living in it's these sort of like apartments uh for not pores not total pores but you know you're middle ah you're fucking i don't know heavily debt laden people i mean there's this you know this one building has four units. There's, you know, people, the oldest tenants probably in her 60s or 70s. Yeah, there's young people, like, think, I mean, we're not the youngest ones here. We're, like, middle-aged. You know, you got people with kids. You know, and it's not big. So, you know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's it's a range of, like, middle, what would have been middle class one day, but all of us are dead. And, you know, we don't actually, if we were middle class, we wouldn't be living in one-bedroom apartments. You know, you're really like paying a premium for uh, the central location next to the Grove. You know, <laughs> that wouldn't be something that's uh, happening. But anyways, interspersed in this neighborhood are really nice homes, million dollar homes, probably. You know, it's really weird. It's it's, like, it's L.A. It's this hodgepodge of, you know, I'm sure some of these workers are probably living right next door to some of the places they deliver to. You know what I mean? Like that. It's just it's hodgepodge and. I don't know. I just feel like the scale of the clapping really with the clapping, like that's really that important. That's it also just kind of underlies the psychology of the people doing it, you know, and Brojan, you're so negative. You're such a hater. You're such a hater and you're so negative. And this is why I didn't do well as an actor. You know what I mean? This is why this is why I didn't do well in improv. UCB RIP, by the way, UCB New York has announced that it shut its door took about oh god i went through one two three four four times three so 1200 back then ucb classes were 300 a pop now they're like four no five jesus christ yeah five somebody told me i took improv 101 to 104 and fucking and you know what it was great was it worth 1200 but i met you know zach woods who's on avenue five now and i hope he's actually on the real avenue five in space and not on this planet zach woods yeah um he was my improv 101 and 201 teacher so that was cool that's fine but was it worth 600 bucks you know was it worth the 1200 i don't know but and and then the improv it's a good skill it was a good skill but i just didn't like the community quote unquote and then there's the whole rape stuff going on and anyways I think it's gone. UCB New York, soon LA, UCB LA will be gone. They will all be gone. You know, they're all going to be gone. That's the whole thing. Comedy clubs are going to be gone. Besides the big old, you know, Levity Lives. Whoever are the corporations. It's just all across the board. Say goodbye to mom and pop. That's the crazy thing about this virus is um, it kills mom and pops literally and figuratively, guys. Huh? Literally. And figuratively, because, you know, figuratively, because, like, mom and pop stores and literally because they're actually dying. Your moms and dads are going to die from the virus. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's move on. <clears throat> let's move on, too. All right. Figs. Uh, I have my ad read 
Final ad. I'm going to do it. Okay, doing the ad read. All right. This episode of the Rosen Kim Cast is brought to you by Figs. Figs is a pre- premium brand of scrubs that healthcare workers can buy online uh, for quality scrubs. What? What does this say? I can't read this gibberish. It just says Figs add gibberish Chinese. That's it. That's all it says. Okay, I don't know what this means. Um, Figs is made by... I'm just going to have to wing it. Uh, okay, Figs Scrubs is made for the healthcare worker on the go who, because of a lack of budget and really any concern for uh, their well-being, has to now buy their own personal protective equipment and, and scrubs, like from Figs. On one hand, I can't fault Figs because Figs is just taking advantage of an opportunity, just like any free market business would take care of an opportunity. It's just there is a there was a market there, and the market said, "Hey, the equipment they're giving us in the hospitals is shit, and we need better stuff. So we're going to actually pay with our own money to get some of that equipment." And scrubs being one of those uh, things that I consider equipment. Wouldn't scrubs be considered equipment? Um, well, Figs thinks so. And Figs thinks that instead of dealing with the Chinese-made cheap equipment that is a part of just-in-time inventory, you should buy your own inventory of Fig scrubs. <clears throat> Figs asks... Figs is a product that asks the very question, if you think healthcare workers are heroes, why have they been uh, shafted in pay and personal protective equipment for the past 20 years? Why is there no inventory for any of the things they need in preparation of something like a global pandemic that we're in the middle in, or or even just uh, your plain old seasonal flu, you know, any kind of infectious disease or any really any sort of healthcare operations? Why would you do that to them if they are truly the heroes that they um, that you say they are? Instead of clapping for nurses and doctors, instead of protesting them uh, with your stupid Republican ideas of uh, medicine, instead of thinking you're actually doing something by Instagramming yourself, taking pizza to a bunch of nurses, why not ask, why does Figs even have to exist? Why does a company decide that there is a market for people who need to buy scrubs? In fact, a better question is, how is there a market for this? In fact, there is. In fact, Figs is only acting in a rational manner, as any American business would, in sensing a need and providing a service. In that way, Figs can't be faulted for their business model. But who can be faulted, perhaps, is all of us. All of us, the whole country. That's the only way we can uh, take any account for all of this that's going on, is to socialize the blame. We're all at fault, guys. We're all... Hold on, I'm getting a call. Um, hello? Uh, ooh. Okay. Well, I lost the Figs account, guys. I don't have the Figs account anymore. That was my, uh... <laughs> my only lifeline in this pandemic to a source of income from this podcast, and I've squandered it by pointing out that Figs is um, a fantastic company that is just taking care, taking advantage of an opportunity during a crisis, just like the Chinese would. The Chinese that they're competing against because Figs is made in the USA. 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 USA stands for you shooting again. All right, USA. 
USA figures. You know what? We can be Bloods and Crips and fucking have guns and butter. We have guns and butter and, bu- and Bloods and Crips. We don't care. Guns and butter and Bloods and Crips. Maybe that should be the name of this podcast, and then I'll be targeted by the Bloods and Crips or the U.S. government. Wouldn't that be grand? I have enemies at the federal and local level. Then I just got to find a state, sort of a state entity. Maybe I'll go after those um, backcountry hunters and anglers. Uh, they're kind of federal, but they have a state chapter. Um, they're just so. <laughs> How about I go after the Los Angeles Mycology Society? Society, I'm coming after you, uh, Ichiko, or whatever, <laughs> whatever your name is, lady. Yeah, you know, I gotta. I'm also thinking of like, I gotta come up with some better guests. I mean, not better. Sorry, I don't mean like the guests I had have been all shitty. You know, they're comic friends and. It's good times and all that, but I'm going to, I mean, it's a crazy weird time and I have a lot of weird interests. So maybe I just start finding weirdos that want to talk to another weirdo even though they, and they'll get nothing out of it because I can't pay them. And I don't know if I'll actually have the listenership. So the only thing that anybody, the only people that gain from something like that is you, the listener. You, I mean, and me too, from whatever the conversation and stuff, but you, the listener gets to gain from my, um, the ramblings of a madman and the uh, endeavors to connect to other mad women and men. I didn't want to be, you know, didn't want to be like, you know, too gendered there. I wanted to be, okay, great. All right, well, um, I think oh, I just wanted to, round, I'm rounding the bend here, guys. I'm coming round the mountain, and when I come, I'll be riding six white horses, guys. <laughs> so, listen, comedy's over, man. Stand-up's over. Just get used to this. I'm basically probably, I've definitely lost listeners. I got cocky. I got cocky, and I said I had 14, and now I'm down, I think, to nine. And the numbers don't matter anymore. The numbers, you know what I mean? The numbers mean nothing. Numbers are just, you know, Ah, we'd made those up. You know what I mean? I mean, they give us some sense of reality, like Pythagoras was all about, you know. But on the other hand, we base too much reality on them, and then we get blindsided by the curves. You know, the curves in between the integers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. All right, guys. Um, So the comedy bubble. You know, the comedy comedy's over. It's over. I mean, that's not over as an entity. The com- comedy will exist. People want to laugh, and people will be funny funny things i mean definitely in a time of uh you know uh mass death or mass starvation whichever we're headed for uh comedy's been there for us been there for us ever since the age old times of farting around the campfire you know what i mean or fucking accidentally hitting yourself with a rock or something people laughing it's so hilarious and then you're like you know what this is yeah you get some cred with this like yeah you know you start doing some more things that make people laugh and you figure out there's shit that makes people laugh and you're really good at it and then next thing you know maybe you don't have to hunt so much and then ladies want to fuck you you know maybe you know you could see how that happened sure I'm just talking about the comedy bubble in, in the sense of uh, economically because I've been reading the Wall Street Journal, guys, and it told me no, – I wouldn't be great if that's actually a, an article in the journal <laughs> about the comedy club. The open mic bubble has been – okay. Um, slotted mics. A, should they be hedged against? All right. Um, what do I mean by this? Okay, I think I've talked about this before. I could because okay, my neighborhood. Going back to my neighborhood. Ooh, full circle. You see this? I, 
all right, fine. Maybe the 1200 improv class helped me do things like this, you know, bring it back full circle like a herald. All right. So anyways, my neighborhood live right off of Melrose Ave. I live in between Melrose and Beverly. Melrose Ave is, uh, you know, hip, hip place or was before um, it got decimated by this pandemic or the closures, not really the pandemic. On Melrose Avenue, there was one open mic uh, establishment based on the slotted model popularized in L.A. by the Fourth Wall, an establishment called the Fourth Wall, Joe Mantente, Menente, Menente, I don't know, Joe, my Joe, good guy. Had a group, he had an idea. He started, he had a dream. He's like, why not create an open mic space, slotted, five bucks, have rules, okay. See, one turned into two. We got two of these spots. Those two, two turned into three. Three of these spots. Three turned into four at one point. And then he had a cafe. And then he had to kind of retract a little bit. One of those cafes ended up on Melrose right next to his competitor, Bert, Rachel Cuthbert, who decided, hey, I'm going to take the Joe's model and just do it here, over here where he's not. You know, I'll do it here. Created Bert's back room. Bert's back room kind of became a hit. Woo! On Melrose, that was like two blocks away. I started going, you know, a lot of. Yeah, I kind of, I did not agree with. Um, let's just say, the political leanings of the hosts that were sort of like that oozed into the other comics. There, I uh, didn't like the. Mm, I don't know. There's just a vibe. Vibe. Yeah, and the constant boomeranging. It's like everything was about the boomerang on the stories, and then it was like, oh, everybody, that's just, it became about that and not really about comedy. Anyways, so Fourth Wall then opens next door, literally next door, like a block away, another mic next to Bert's back room. Boom. Almost like a fucking competitive dick move. Rah, flexing some muscle, you know, like, okay. Okay. And then another one popped up. Another mic. Another mic. Boom. Uh, what was it called? The fucking mm, uh, flashback. Flashback mic. Then the comedy office. Then the Hollywood comedy. So there's like three more fucking mics. This is on top of the fact that there were already mics that weren't following the slotted model on Melrose. Okay. There were more mics and they were fucking packed all the time and they were doing well and it, and i just i don't know i just couldn't couldn't wrap my head around it i was like there's no way this is sustainable there's no way comedy is this there's no way comedy is this much fun <laughs> okay it's <laughs> for somebody who's been doing it for nine years uh, there's no way that comedy is this fun these have all got to be like newcomers you know people who got the bug people who fucking fell in love with comedy you know those are the easiest people to exploit that's why they're bringers you know that's why you get these bringers for uh new comics because they're so they're like yeah my friends come or my family come you know get them you can get them to bring people and stuff you know and then after that period there's a ripe period where they're just fat little fat little piggies waiting to be sucked you know sucked dry because they they need to do com- now they have the bug they need to do comedy they need to get better and they need to do reps and these are all things they know and then these are all things that older comics know and have from since time immemorial i'm sure exploited right Cause that's you know yeah, it's a little parasitic industry over there never hurt anybody except for i guess the comics that it's drawing from but you know whatever whatever well, that bubble's gone. I mean, you know, <laughs> also just the rise in comedy clubs, the Joe Rogan sort of fueled rise in the comedy store and the fucking comedy club attendance was through the roof. People were going to live events. People were uh, uh, people were just enjoying themselves. The economy was soaring. And, uh, and now 
The bubble's gone. The bubble's pop, guys. The bubble has a pop, 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 pop. We lived in a gilded age of infinite mics. We thought it was infinite growth. We just thought it would be mics after mics. We thought we would never be lit. We were comics. We thought we would never be lit. We were just going and going and going, and we just didn't have a care in the world, guys. It was such a beautiful time, and I think it's a time we're going to just talk about. We're going to talk about, like, people talk about, you know, the fucking glory days of before segregation and stuff, or desegregation, <laughs> you know, before, like, uh, you know, before any of that stuff. <sighs> I'm just saying. I mean, part of me is sad. Part of me, of course, I love stand-up comedy, and I had a great time doing comedy, and I fucking loved my comic friends and hanging out with them and doing mics wasn't no mics wasn't that great but some of the people in mics are great and sometimes when the mic is good it's great you know and, and then shows are great and all that stuff is great stand-up comedy is great it's great but it's just it's it's going to have a refractory period it's not really dead you know I mean, it can't die but it can go to sleep it can go into a coma um or at least the industry as it was is no longer what it was and i think that you know, what was happening is like podcast, internet media, whatever the fuck else is going to come out of the death of the UCB and the death of the comedy club system. You know, there's going to be live comedy of some form. We just don't know what it's going to be, you know? And we don't know in this time, this lockdown time, what larval stages of comedy are out there. I mean, could this be one? I mean, it's a podcasting is a 10 year old form but it is relatively new so i who knows i mean i feel like that's the one thing i can do right so i'm gonna keep doing it and i can't itch that stand-up bug you know it's just not gonna it's not gonna be itch. so i'm just gonna have to figure out some other way some other way of uh probably crack cocaine i think that's <laughs> i mean stand-up is like the crack of art and so the only Maybe I can get sponsored by crack. This episode of the Rojan Kim cast is sponsored by crack. Crack cocaine. When regular cocaine just won't do it for you, especially when trying to smoke it. The problem with regular cocaine is that it is not free-based in a form that can be regularly combusted or vaporized. By mixing cocaine um, in its powder form with baking soda and boiling it off, evaporating the water, and collecting the quote-unquote rocks that form, you can now make free-based, you now have free-based cocaine that you can vaporize or smoke at your pleasure. Um, I mean, I don't, what, who am I to tell you what to do with your cocaine? You do whatever you want. Do what you want with your cocaine. Don't let me tell you how to cook it with you know, equal parts baking soda in a Pyrex glass stirring and not to let it burn. Don't let me tell you to do that and then use a torch, a butane torch, and uh, some kind of, you can actually order uh, glass roses. It's called a glass rose on Amazon. And I'm, so I'm not telling you to do that and to start inhaling the vapors, the crack cocaine in the glass pipe that you get using the butane torch not telling you to do that don't do it it's just not what are you gonna do become mayor of dc huh what are you gonna do be a leader be a winner a two-time winner um no don't do that you do what you want the only thing i know about cocaine is you gotta do it all okay that's that's the only thing i know all right i don't know anything about the cia importing cocaine into the country as payment from the Nicaraguan Contras after sending them weapons from the Iranians that were 
that was part of the hostage release, you know, the hostages when they were taken. The Reagan administration ended up getting some sweet money from these weapons that they sold the Iranians, and then they funded that, funneled that money to the Contras in Nicaragua, who in turn gave them cocaine, and then they took the cocaine, brought it in here. That's that movie with the t- Tom Cruise, Barry Jenkins? Is that his name? Whatever, the guy, the pilot guy with the cocaine. It's Basically, it's been proven that that's what they did and that's what crack cocaine was so don't let me tell you what to do that anyways the Rogan kim cast was brought to you by crack cocaine and figs well no longer well hopefully out of these two one of them will stick with me i'm hoping <laughs> i don't know i'm hoping for crack i, I just uh, i think it's a better model honestly better business model sustainable balance sheet is off the off the charts uh, you know <laughs> so i think it's going to be great. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Why don't you follow me? Why don't you? You probably already do. But you know what you should do? You should grab your wife's phone and go follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Right? Grab her phone. I know some of you have wives. I know. I'm ta- you know who I'm talking to. I know some of you have wives. Just grab her phone. She's not going to mind. Whatever. She, you know her password. Don't act like you don't. Just grab her phone. Just give me a follow, you know, and it's no big deal. No big deal. And if she asks you, you can blame me if she asks, okay? I give you permission <laughs> to blame. Just say, Rojan told me I had to do it. And you tell him, it's probably best not to. You'd probably get in more trouble for that. I'll be honest. You'll probably, it'll make me look stronger. So don't, don't do that. I don't want, I don't want to come in between. I'm not a home wrecker. I don't want to come in between you and your wife. All right? All you have to do is get her our phone, get her on her phone, and subscribe to the Rojan Kimcast on Spotify and Stitcher and Apple and Google. That's all you have to do. And then, you know, she's not gonna fucking listen to it. She's not gonna even. She's not even know. She's not gonna know. You won't get any notifications or anything. I won't have any fingerprints. Don't wor- stop worrying so much. This is all gonna blow over. It'll be great. It's we're all gonna. It's gonna be a V-shaped recovery. V. V for victory. V for vagina. Uh, V is for very good. Very good times I'm having here with you. Am I done? Okay, I am. Thank you so much. And uh, until next time. Okay.